to The Bent Times. I'm Matthew. And I'm Catherine. Today we're talking about new North American exclusive sailors, Retro 51's year-end blowout with new products, and a new product from our friends at Good Made Better. Hey, Matthew. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. What you up to? Nothing. It's working, cleaning my house and stuff a little bit to try to get ready for a birthday party for my kiddo tomorrow. Yes, Miss Addie Birch. How old Ms. is she Addie now? Miss Addie Birch, four. And she is Yay. very excited about being four. <laughs> and she is sassy, more sassy than you'd think for a four-year-old, I think. Yeah, she really is. What did you just crack open there? I cracked open a sour apple ale from Edmonds Oast Brewery in Charleston. They're probably one of my favorite breweries. They're in my top five. So, yeah, they are very good, very consistently good. And I've never had this one before, but I'm going to try it and see. So, I remember you telling me about it when you were picking it out, and it sounds amazing. And I, I'm very jealous. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> So is it just Very like good. a sour beer or an apple cidery beer or what is it? Kind of a cross between a sour and a cider. It's interesting. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, they did a good job. Um, Edmonds Oast. I have not had anything bad from Edmonds Oast. So for anybody out there in listener land that likes craft beer, if you can get a hold of Edmonds Oast at your local beer store. They are out of Charleston, South Carolina, which is my stomping grounds, and they are very, very good. They're... Uh, Bound by Time IPA is one of my favorite beers of all time. You definitely had me get some of that last year when we went to North Carolina for that big trip that we did last year, back when we could see people. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Super good. It was very good. Speaking of when we could see people, we saw people virtually uh, last weekend, was it? We had a virtual Hoosier Pen Club. It was yeah, super fun. It was fun. Um, for those of you who are wondering, uh, Hoosier Pen, the Hoosier Pen Club is very much for Hoosiers normally, uh, and it's pretty much drawn from the local crowd, people within the state of Indiana and adjacent states, Ohio, Illinois, Kentucky. Every so often we'll get a guest like Matthew from out of town. But now that we've been virtual, we've been hosting people from across the globe. So if you're interested in attending a virtual pen show, sorry, a virtual pen club, we we have our meetings posted on our Instagram at Hoosier Pen Club, H-O-O-S-I-E-R Pen Club. Well, it's HoosierPenClub.com and at Hoosier Pen Club on Instagram if you want to follow for when you can hang out with us. Matthew does often attend them. Yeah, I'll pop in when I can. They go... Um, they're, they're pretty long events, so, which in person, they're very long events. I mean, when you get, everybody gets together, but I'm usually scrambling on Saturdays to get stuff done around the house. So I like, I'll pop in and out. It's a fun, it's always a good time though. We get joined by lots of people from all over the world, which is kind of cool. And it sometimes digresses into fun nuances and weird niches within the hobby so this last time we were joined by our our friends kate and ben of oax coffee and we ended up rambling about coffee for a while <laughs> it was yeah, a good time it was fun i miss seeing people <laughs> yeah 20 maybe 2021 will be our year maybe i yeah, don't know so it's fine so what are you gonna do for thanksgiving I don't really have any plans. Um, it doesn't feel super holiday-y this year and probably should social distance as much as possible anyway. So I'm probably just going to hang out at the house, maybe cook something super non-traditional. I typically do, if I do cook for people, it's always very, very traditional. Um, I think this year I will not do traditional. So, yeah. What What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Either sweet potato souffle, probably that, sweet potato casserole is what some people call it, souffle, casserole, whatever. Uh, either that or I do make this like super, super good uh, baked turkey breast that is like pretty phenomenal. 
Um, if you do I'll make say that so sometimes. yourself. <laughs> yeah, oh, like everybody says so. It's a fact. Like it's very good. Uh, awesome. I'm just not. I'm just not a huge fan of turkey. So I don't know. I'll throw something on my smoker this year, maybe, and you know. I don't have any family up here really to cook for, so probably just be me hanging out. Me and the dog. How about you? What are you doing? Oh, as as you are doing, I am also going to be doing my due diligence and staying apart from humans. But I do. I think I'm going to end up at my friend Devin's house uh, for Thanksgiving, and it'll just be me and her, and maybe her boyfriend. Um, we sit next to each other at work literally next to each other and are basically together all the time so she's like the only person that is part of my home unit even though she's technically not at my home (laughs) yeah but i'm not working that day so i'm gonna be just hanging out making butternut squash risotto because that's the only thing i know how to make have i ever made it for you i don't think so you've talked about it I'll make it for you when I see you next. It's pretty good. I I think I got the recipe out of a book. So anyway, (laughs) so we got to see the launch of our friend at Good Made Better launch their Penwell on Kickstarter this week. And whoa, it's so cool. What do you think? So if anybody... For anybody out there that doesn't know Good Made Better, they make the pen well, uh, which is a sort of modern interpretation of an inkwell. The idea is, um, so the initial ones were these sort of very traditional, they almost looked like little ink bottles that were sort of cut at an angle on the bottom. And they have a little foam insert that securely and safely grips your pen. And uh, so the idea is that you unscrew your pen, the cap stays in the pen well, you write with it, and then when you're done, you just drop it back into the cap of the pen. Keeps it from drying out, but then it's also like readily accessible, so you don't have to keep uncapping and capping your pen if you're jotting notes down while you're sitting at your desk. Um, so they've done these out of some different metals, brass, uh, wood... Um, I think they've done some acrylic ones. They have some, they had some like frosted acrylic ones that were really cool at one time. So they've done some really cool ones. And then a couple of years ago, last year, the year before they did the traveling pinwell, which was a foldable one made out of metal, really cool and kind of modern, uh, looking. And then this year they launched their new one and they are made out of concrete. Um, mm. and they are very heavy. The one that I got is sort of this blue-green concrete top with a brass base. It's very heavy. And traditionally, the Penwells have sort of maintained their stature on your desk using a micro-suction pad on the bottom. So if you moved them around a lot, you know, they'd get fuzzy and you'd have to clean the micro-suction, let it dry, and then it would stick back down to your desk. But these new ones, the idea is that it's heavy enough that it doesn't actually move around on your desk. It's got some little rubber feet they keep it from sliding and then the weight of it just keeps it kind of planted to the desk. And I can attest that that is absolutely the fact. Mine doesn't move at all. Um, it is quite sturdy, quite heavy, and it is really beautiful. Um, it's just mm-hmm. such a cool product, cool design. They're on Kickstarter right now, so I'm sure we can throw a link in there. Yeah, so they, I just, I pulled up their Kickstarter and they, as of the recording of this, they have 26 days to go, and they already have more than doubled their goal. Their goal was $5,000, and they're over 11000 right now. Um, and they're, they're going through December 17th, and they're $59 for the regular one, and then 79 for the deluxe, which is with the brass base. I got the gray like regular one not the brass based one and it is so pretty like so pretty (laughs) they're very modern and like i don't know i didn't think i needed it but now that i have it i'm like oh yeah no like this is the coolest thing it's gonna be on my desk i think indefinitely for sure oh yeah my, my i have the traveling one and it's been on my desk since i got it and i'm really really i really love it um, I typically, in the little traveling one on my desk, I keep a, 
like a ballpoint or rollerball or felt tip pen of some kind that has a snap cap so that I can just grab it real quick and, and jot down notes and stuff. And that's been on my desk at work for a long time. Um, but yeah, they're awesome. I love the Penwell. I think this is my first Penwell and my first experience with Good Made Better, but you have raved about them for as long as I've known you. And I think this is a really, really, really beautiful product. And like he sent one to me, but it was like no strings attached or anything. I don't have to say nice things about it. I just am because it's so pretty. (laughs) Yeah, these are... um... They're just really well finished. They're really smooth. They feel good. They look really nice. And they're coming out with some cool colors, kind of a gray, Mm -hmm. a blue, and an orange. Um, And I'm sure they'll do more colors and more styles in the future. Uh, But, man, they are good made better, guys. Check them out. They are very, very cool. I'm actually thinking I may back it for the orange one with a brass base for work. I think it's like super fun and mod and my space at work is like pinks and rose gold and copper. And I think it might be a fun addition for my work desk. I don't yeah, know. it definitely would be cool to have. So, I mean, is it extra to have that at my work? Yes. Who cares? I mean, I also have a Feldman in my office, so. There you go. <laughs> so did you for a long time. Yeah. I did, yeah. I took it out when we we recently moved our office to a temporary office space while they renovate our building, and uh, I had to take all my stuff out, so the Feldman is now at home with me. And I don't think it'll go back to my office. I think it'll stay here. You've got a really nice gallery vibe in your current like home office anyway, so I yep. like that. So speaking of things that have arrived in the mail... Your owl nib from Jeremiah of Monty Winfield came. Yeah, yeah, and it is better than I expected. I mean, I knew sort of what to expect because I've used his nibs in the past. Uh, I have his um, cobra nib, and so I kind of knew what to expect, that it was going to work out fine. Um, But, man, it is a dream to write with. It's just perfectly tuned. Um, The feed keeps up. I you know, there's nobody out there making stacked nibs right now that even comes close to the writing experience that he can provide. So yeah, I'll be, I really want to get one of his seagull nibs. So I'll probably do one of those at some point. And, and that I one's put a bug like in. a normal nib on the one side and it's flat, like fat yeah, on the, the seagull. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the, the, uh, owl nib is very not normal it is very very broad um in my seven c's uh notebook which is a grid the widest line that it writes is wider than that grid so i don't know that i guess that's probably a five i think that's probably a five millimeter grid and i think that line is just a little bit bigger so at its widest point it's putting down a Probably a five millimeter line or something. It's That's nuts. wild. It's crazy. It's so pretty. It's beautiful. His um, that's the thing is like his welds. I mean, you can't see them. It's just you. It looks like the pieces are just floating on each other, and it's gorgeous. He did a great job. I've been talking to him to see about getting one of his pens made at some point. He does a lot with carbon fiber and titanium and micarta. And he'll do some ebonite stuff too, so. That'll be really neat, and that'll be so unique. Yeah, I think he's going to do carbon fiber and titanium when I do get one from him. He's um, pretty backed up right now. I think he's trying to catch up on some orders, but uh, so he's going to work on it when he gets the time. But, yeah, so it'll be a future purchase. I have an owl. I'm on the list for the owl. Yeah, you got you reached out to him and got on the list. What color are you going to go with? Color? Like, did he, the finish, so he'll do, we like, We haven't polish. gotten that far. Okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how long the list is either. I just said, can I be on the list? And he said, yeah, I'll get back to you when I get a sec. <laughs> I was single um, I think he got a little bit over, he got some orders in when, when we talked about it or when I talked about it on Instagram. I think he got a few orders, so. Well, that's great, because I think his work is beautiful. 
Oh, he's very deserving of the work, yeah. And his pens you are know, gorgeous. Not all of us have handwriting like yours, and so I kind of feel dumb, like, buying these super specialty nibs for all this beautiful handwriting. Because, like, my handwriting is not like your handwriting. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? It's not going to get to look like yours if I don't practice. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> that comes up sometimes. You know, people say, oh, what pen do you use to write like that? Or what pen did you use to do that with? And it goes back to when I do, you know, people see me with a camera and they see my photos and I'm not the greatest photographer in the world by any stretch, but they'll say, Oh man, oh, come on. You're very what kind good. of camera, what kind of camera did you use to shoot that with? You know? And it's like, well, you could buy the same camera. I mean, you know, I could buy the same shoes as Michael Jordan, but I can't play basketball like Michael Jordan. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, don't just because you don't have the same handwriting as someone that's using a certain kind of um, writing tool, like doesn't mean you shouldn't go after it and practice and learn it because um, it's it's not the it, the nib. I mean, the nib is sort of an extension of the artist's ability or the writer's ability. So you know, anybody can learn to write. Um, I have gone through countless pads and reams and notebooks um just sitting in front of the tv writing the alphabet um i'm not sure how many times i've written the alphabet maybe ten thousand times or something i mean it's been i know for a fact because that i went through because i used to I, I bought um at one point there was a sale and i bought 10 a4 rhodia pads and i went through all 10 of them in like a few months just practicing writing so and i get real rusty if i don't write every day or every couple days i sort of lose it like i haven't used my folded nibs in a while and i picked them up the other day to do some stuff and i was like this is terrible so it's practice really does make perfect well get back on your tiktok requests and start writing more people's names with your folded nibs I need to get people to Venmo me to do that. I don't want. I don't <laughs> want to do it for free. <laughs> I think that's fine. I. Uh, I mean, I agree with you on that. Like, I after I met you, went through at least a ream of paper, learning how to write with folded nibs because my inkling was to write my letters too big and to use the folded nib incorrectly, and. I used the whole, like, I used the fronts of the paper and waited for the ink to dry and flipped it over and wrote on the backs of the paper, too. too. So, oh, no! Fred! Fred! <sighs> he just knocked over a box of Christmas trees. Fred! <sighs> Cats, sorry. <laughs> anyway, I I agree. Like, I think handwriting is something that my handwriting's never going to look like your handwriting, but my handwriting looks like mine and I can make my handwriting look prettier. So I'm just going to, I'm going to indulge on a very fancy nib and learn to write with it in a way that I find yeah. pleasing. So it's fun to explore too. And, and once you find the way a nib like that works for you and you sort of embrace it, you know, it'll, I mean, I write differently with that nib than I do with just a standard medium or an extra fine or whatever. So, um, you know, I think learning how a nib works for you and how it can make your handwriting um, or your drawing style or illustration style, um, how it can sort of enhance it. And I think then you lean into that and you practice using that specific nib to to enhance your style. So yeah, definitely. You'll enjoy it. It'll be a great nib for you. I'm excited. I think I'll put it in some Jonathan Brooks pen. I tend to put my funky nibs in Brooks pens because for whatever reason, That's the what expressiveness of his, did you? Yeah, I put the owl oh, nib in right. my Ishime. Ishime. Arushi. I forgot. Yeah. That's going to be, that's super banger. Like, but, that's a banger. That's ballin'. Whatever. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> got my got my excited moments just mixed up. It's fine. <laughs> so, how about these new sailors? Okay. 
the huh so sailor north america has released its third north american exclusive i think this year the first one was the wicked witch of the west which was a super dark purple with black ion plating furniture and then there was the pirate's life which was like a mustard yellow color with gold furniture hardware whatever and now they have released the Loch Ness pen which is a dark blue with black ion plating and they've all been 1911 with the rounded ends I mean like they're nice I think they're super cool cut the colors really speak to me because they're my kind of colors I just yeah. don't like the 1911 um, yeah. and I think like Overall, I just want to see Sailor North America go a little out, a little more out of the box. The, mm-hmm. the you know, the Lighthouse 1911 that was gray with clear finials was kind of cool. It was a little bit of a departure. I think it was the first clear finials that we had seen stateside. And then they did the the racing green one through Gold Spot, which was dark green with clear uh, translucent um, green finials and a grip section. I believe the the grip section is also translucent. And like that's cool, you know. And that was a gold spot exclusive. So they've, you know, that was one that they put together, and that's been my favorite North America 1911 so far. I mean, it's the be- it's the best one I've seen yet. But you know, I just want to see Sailor North America give us uh, a 1911 or a Pro Gear full size that's got like some funkiness to it. Like give us some, some rotten or some off completely off colored finials or I don't know, like something like give us just do it like they do in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like the Fujiyama blue or the, you know, I mean it doesn't even have to be as extreme as something like the moonlit cherry blossom that I have, you know, it doesn't have to have, I just wanted to, I just want it to be something different than solid colors with. And I think that what may be our saving grace is like those are North American exclusives. And I think as dealers are able to do their own, I think that's where we may see more innovation is within dealer exclusives. I mean, like you said, the gold spot pro gear, the British racing green is like chef's kiss. I, it's beautiful. I actually was DMing with um, gold spot today on Instagram and I was like, Basically, like, I love that pen, and it is, like, all I can do to not just buy one because it's so good. But 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 it's their, their design, and they did those cool finials, and it's really interesting while being still very subdued and very beautiful and classy. You know, the new Loch Ness is a beautiful pen, especially if you like navy and you like dark ion-plated hardware. It's gorgeous. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with the Wicked Witch. There's nothing wrong with the Pirate's Life. They're just, like, compared to the sailors we know and love from Japan, they're just so much more simple. Reserved. Minimal, minimalist almost vibes. Like, it's just, and I get it. I I suppose it's because they're a North American exclusive. They're trying to appeal to a larger audience, I think. Yeah, I think, though, that the fountain pen market in North America is niche enough that they, I think people would go for some crazier colors of the sailors. I don't know. Like, the the Loch Ness has, is really cool because I've seen it in some photos. It's almost like a blue-black, like a navy. And in other photos I've seen it, it's like a dark periwinkle, purpley blue. It's a very interesting color. I can't figure out exactly what color it is from pictures, but... Um, it's cool. And actually the pirate's life, I really loved cause I love that yellow color. Um, if that, if the pirate's life had been a pro gear instead of a 1911, I probably would have gotten it. Cause I really I mean, liked that color. You have that color in a chair and a few other things in your house, don't you? Got a blanket. It's that color and that's your some... vibes. Yeah, I like that yellow color. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Like, I would just like to see North America, the Sailor North America, just step outside the box a little bit and give us, just give us something a little bit 
less reserved, I think. And more pro gears. <laughs> yeah, more pro gears. Love those flat finials. Yeah, I think, you know, it's really an interesting contrast, right? Because we're seeing these North American exclusives come out while there's the new Shikiori, I'm sure I'm butchering that, Pro Gear Slims coming out in Japan. And the they're the Pro Gear Slim size, but they have 21 karat nibs, which is interesting. But they have a matte finish, and they just came out in four colors. And holy cow there is their matte finish which i have that matte riallo that i adore so this is like a translucent jd mint color with translucent purple finials there's a teal one with translucent teal finials there's a purple one with like rose amber finials and then there's like a periwinkle one with like clearish yellowy finials i mean they're if they had been full-sized i would have gotten at least one i think if they had been full-sized it would have been hard to keep me from buying all four yeah they're good ones and and that's i think that's kind of what i want to see in the north Mm -hmm. america stuff is stuff like that Mm -hmm. like give us some matte finishes or some some of those like milky colors and uh with Mm -hmm. the you know the jewel tone finials and accents and stuff so give us some some you know different insets instead of the sailor mm-hmm. on the cap you know like a an animal or a f- snowflake or a fun shape so and i have been hearing the shikiori will come to the u.s market in january or february i think so they're nice. not like a regional exclusive but you know for north america it'd be nice if we could get some cool funky stuff yeah, I think so. I think so. So what else is what else is on the radar? Well, let's take a pause to do our very first ad read. Yeah. We got ourselves a sponsor, y'all. We 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 got ourselves a sponsor. <laughs> we are now sponsor. officially sponsored by OAX Coffee. It is available for purchase now, and it is Oaxacan specialty coffee roasted by a pen enthusiast and coffee roaster who lives in Oaxaca, Mexico. You know her. Her name is Kate. OAX Coffee has relationships with small farmers in different microclimates of Oaxaca, and they deliver now to the USA and Canada. There will be special offerings, new products, updates, and new releases shared on their website and on Instagram at OAX Coffee and OAXCoffee.com. And as they are now an official sponsor of our show, there is a 15% discount code for listeners. You can enter Bent Tines 15, B E N T T I N E S 15, for your uh, 15% off your order. So I think that's really exciting. What, have you been drinking any OAX Coffee lately, Matthew? I have. I'm finishing up the Muertos coffee that they sent me. Uh, I'm going to finish that one up, and then I'll break in. I'll get into the next bag. I don't know which one, but I've got a couple bags still. So, um, yeah, thanks to OAX for sponsoring the podcast and hooking us up with some goodies and for offering up that awesome discount. So definitely encourage you guys. If you've been on the fence about their coffee, I know you've probably heard us talk about it before. We've had Kate on the podcast Um you know, definitely check out their coffee with the 15% discount. It makes it, you know, very approachable. So the only problem is which one to pick. (laughs) I've been drinking the Dia de Muertos celebration coffee as well. And it is a total fruit bomb in your mouth. It is just super pineapple-y and cherry forward. And it is very different from coffee I had previously had because it is so specialty. The flavors are just so much more subtle and interesting than like any of the beans and stuff I had been drinking and I really enjoy it and and when Kate was here last month she like talked about the process of roasting it and it was very complicated how it was like processed and how she roasted it and what I love about their website is each of the coffees it'll tell you 
like who produced it, their names, like where it was processed or like where it was made, like at what elevation it was grown. It's really cool. So even for someone like me who doesn't know a ton about coffee, like it's really fun to read all about it. So I thank you, OAX Coffee, and uh, go get your 15% off if you want some coffee. Yeah. Oh so my gosh, can you believe it? <laughs> oh yeah, so retro, man. Yeah, they're they're going out with a bang. I think they that are on they fire. I think when they announced all the retailers just got in and got their last one ordered. So there's just a lot of dealer exclusives coming out right now on top of the retro releases that were probably mm-hmm. already scheduled, but um yeah, it's been crazy. There's been a ton of them. I just bought the uh Goulet Abominable Snowman one because it is super cute, like heckin' oh, cute. So cute. With the little abominable snowman and a Christmas sweater, and there's narwhals and sharks on it. It's so cute. Like such such good work. Retro yeah. and Goulet. I yep. did not purchase one because I uh <sighs> I looked down at my watch and realized it was four o'clock and I logged on and I was like, dang it, because it sold out. Yeah, it sold out. I can't remember what time I placed my order. I want to say I placed mine around 2.30 and there were still a few. Uh, I was I was able to snag one. I'm very jealous. But I, I was able to pick up the Twilight Snowflake. Is that the name of it? Yeah, that one's super pretty. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It was a Gold Spot exclusive, actually. So, way to go, Gold Spot, killing it on the exclusives. It was like an ombre blue to silver with all these twinkly snowflakes on them, on it. And yeah. I think it glows in the dark, too. Uh, it does, yes. It glows in the dark. I still think that's like a funny thing because, like, we don't write in the dark, but anyway. I love it. It's so pretty. And I was really glad I was able to get one. It showed up today, actually. Um, And I... Yeah, it's really cool. I also picked up recently the Dromgul's exclusive... uh, I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was the Sugar Skulls one. Did you... You got that too, right? I did. I got the Sugar Skulls. That one was really cool too. So the thing that was most interesting for me about the Abominable Snowman one is that it's a matte finish, and I've not seen a matte finish on the silver silver hardware yet. So their silver hardware is matte finish, which looks... It's got a frosty look. It's really cool. That's super neat. So... And I love that some of the retros have had rickshaw sleeves with them. So the Drum Ghouls one had rickshaw sleeve to go with it, which I'm all for. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's really neat. So way to go, Retro. I wish you weren't leaving. Yeah. Way to go, Goulet, on on their new exclusive. And Goldspot. Both of them are beautiful. Mm -hmm. So really cool, Christmassy. Christmassy pens wintry. that are wintry, yeah, more more wintry and less Christmassy, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, so, I'm not a big yeah. like Christmas person, so for me, I like that it's like more just winter season vibes. Yeah, um, my big holiday came and went. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, what's on your Christmas list this year, Matthew? <laughs> nothing really i mean <laughs> i'm i'm one of those people i just kind of buy what i want throughout the year so i don't really do christmas stuff i mean you know my 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 parents um they don't we don't really exchange gifts or anything so it'll be it'll be for the kiddo for so for my daughter is four and and then i have a nephew that's 12 and a niece that's six or seven six i think um so you know it's really about the kids for our holiday stuff and my uh stepmom's been really sick lately she's been going down to the mayo clinic weekly for infusions she's taken a she's taken a week a month off um 
And then she goes back for four more months of infusions down in Jacksonville, but that'll pick back up in late December, early January. So I think we're probably going to be distancing from her uh, because she's immune compromised with her treatments and her um, illnesses that she's got. So Christmas will be pretty small this year for us and probably just be spending it here hanging out. How about you? What's on your wish list? I mean, I think that's exactly it, right? Is you hit a certain age where people aren't buying you presents, really. Uh, certainly not at the price point that the pens are that we buy. And we right. we just sort of pick our things up along the way. And so there's nothing specifically on my list I want like, it's not like anybody would buy it for me, so I'd have to buy it for myself. Although, I was on nibs.com the other day, browsing as one does, and saw that you could order a dorsal fin to Milky Way. <laughs> it is $3,000, so I will not be Oof. doing it. But, like, if I, if I, like, I don't know found yeah. out I like had a long lost somebody who left me a million dollars like I'd for sure buy that <laughs> yeah I don't blame you that sounds awesome it's sound there weren't even pictures of it like I don't even know if one exists yet if you have to order it or what but yeah you could do you could do an OnlyFans singing Santa baby and see if you could raise <laughs> enough money to get to get one I don't think that's what OnlyFans is for <laughs> oh I, maybe I don't understand what OnlyFans is for. I mean, I could sing Santa Baby, but I think there'd have to be some other things. Oh, no, no. I meant like, yeah, no. I know what I was suggesting. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would not. Nobody. I, uh... I mean, you know, just whatever it's worth to you. What you can't see is I am now blushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, you're the what, voice. What you, what, the voice. You're the voice. Ma Mama should have named you Brock because you're the worst. Um, <laughs> what have you been carrying lately? Anything Anything in your pocket? Pocketo? <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> well, being as... I don't have pockets because all of my pants are girl pants and they don't put freaking pockets in girl pants because, sorry, that was a moment. Um, I, I just have been carrying my, uh, koozie case with me everywhere that I go. My one koozie case that is just jam packed full, but in my pocket lately is my tried and true, my trusty tactile turn copper with my name engraved on it. I mean, it's, it's literally with me every single day. And my Russ pen, my pale green ebonite Russ pen has been a super staple for me, which I think something, I'm a very tactile person. I have ADHD and like stuff that's tactile like that is really grounding for me, which I think is why I like the tactile turn because there is so much texture to that pen. And um, I think that's a similar sort of experience for me with the Ebonite. I have immediately latched onto that pen and just found myself reaching for it all the time. Um, but so I've had those in my pocket. And then I've also had a fidget spinner in my pocket I've been carrying, which is a new thing for me. And it's cool. What have you been carrying lately? I have been nonstop carrying my new Custom Heritage 92 in translucent orange. Oh, really? Inked with Iroshizuku Yuyaki mm -hmm. inside of an orange and gray rickshaw sleeve. So since I got it uh, the Monday after Fountain Pen Day, I've carried it nonstop. It really? Is, yeah, and then I've also been carrying my um, my Carolina Penco Ashime with the owl nib in it. Um, Just for if you feel like writing something really wild and crazy or something? Yeah, so I actually use that. Um, I've been using it when I take notes in my notebook uh, with for um, like headings. 
So like whatever the topic is at the top of the page, I'll write it with that. Um, so I don't know. It's been kind of a fun thing to have for meetings and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so the, the, the 92 has been in my pocket since I got it. That's awesome. Yep. So before we hit our character, Carrie, just so you guys know, Rickshaw, who is a friend of the show and official sponsor and partner with us, it has been posting some tweed. Yeah. Good tweed. Woof. The real tweed. Harris yeah. tweed. Harris tweed. Good colors. It's good. I want everything in tweed. <laughs> yeah. I feel the need. The, the need, need for tweed. For tweed. <laughs> so keep your eyeballs on our Instagrams, but me, Matthew, and Rickshaw, because there will be a Bent Tines giveaway coming up soon. And it's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. And the thing we're giving away rhymes with... Speed? Mar- Maris lead. <laughs> you crack me up. Um, so yeah, you guys should keep an eyeball on our Instagrams. Anywho, so we are almost through the office. We have this episode and the next episode, and then you'll have to, you all will have to give us recommendations for what show to do next. So who's, who's today? Andy? Andy and Aaron. Andy and Aaron. Second cutest couple on the office. Who's the first cutest? Jim and Pam. Okay, just making sure. Pam Beasley and Jim. PB and J. <laughs> Kevin. Uh, so <laughs> Andy, what would Andy carry? What you got? I said because Andy is bougie and always talks about Cornell and always has a bow tie and a fancy suit and he's always trying to look up like impress his parents but also somehow picks like very flamboyant things like purples and pinks and like very like bright colors I thought he would have a Visconti one of the Van Gogh series like the irises or maybe the self-portrait um i thought those colorways kind of went with a lot of the bow ties he tended to choose and it like feels like fancy and a little bit like oh i like your pen oh yes well this is the van gogh self-portrait like i I don't know it just seemed like a weird kind of quirky i feel like he would have like a commemorative edition of like a mont blanc or some other like rollerball or ballpoint, like a something that was like engraved, you know, like 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 rid it to do. This is the two hundredth anniversary of Cornell University exclusive Mont Blanc rollerball, my friend. And no, you cannot use it. You know, like well, that's, a, look in the show notes at the link. What I put in there as the other option. Yeah. No, no, yeah, the 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 Cornell University Mont Blanc. <laughs> it's exactly that. It's an yeah. engraved Mont Blanc with the Cornell. So yes, yeah. I agree so with I feel you, like Matthew. that's what he'd have, like some kind of Cornell something, Big Red Bear. That's a bobblehead, Big Red Bear. <laughs> I I a hundred percent agree with you. Like I love that we can come to the same conclusion about characters sometimes. So yes, I agree. Yeah. I think he would have that. That Mont Blanc. Mm-hmm. What What did you say for Aaron? I think Aaron would not have a fountain pen at all. I think she would have one of those like cutesy multicolored pens with like the pinks and green, like the pink green. So you know, Bic makes the classic one that's red, black, blue, and green. But they also made a version that was like purple, teal, pink, and green, or something. And I think she would have that. Yeah, that's Something really simple, popular cheap, at work. And cute. Yeah. So I agree with you. She would not have a fountain pen because I don't think that she would understand how to use it or refill it. I mean, this is the girl who literally threw away a disposable camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's not so, right. 
in my opinion, no. And I I think you I don't know if you ninety kids nineties kids remember, but they were pencils and they had like the lead attached to like a little plastic bit and when the lead when you ran ran the lead out you just pulled that tip off and put it back at the back and it like pushed a new one out and there were 10 of them or so per pencil do you remember did you have those Matthew yeah I think I probably did I the problem is you'd lose one of those little lead things and then Uh the pencil wouldn't work so you'd be trying to like Uh jam paper in the back of it or something to get it to work so you know what it is. Those things are stupid. Yeah. They were always like the, wrapped. Get them at the like... book fair. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you remember the book fair? I just said the book fair. The Scholastic Book Fair was my favorite time of year. Yeah. I used to ask my mom for money to go to the book fair, and then I would use money at the book fair to buy her like tchotchke crap and give it to her for Mother's Day and stuff. Oh, that's super like, cute. Yeah. She'd be like, really? You spent $10 of my money on this garbage? and. She was always really sweet about it, but I could, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, that's what that face means. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it, but I bought books and read them because I used to read, like, voraciously. But so anyway, I think she would have those and it would be, like, you know, wrapped with some sparkly, like, Lisa Frank crap, I don't know, unicorns mm-hmm. and sparkles and stuff. And she probably would always be losing the tips and being like, why do these not work? Or she would, like, not understand that you need to, like, move it. I don't know. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> you remember the, remember the scribble pens, the ones that, like, you could, like, turn on? They were, like, battery-powered, and they made, like, all the little, like, loops. Do you remember those? Did you have one Oh, my gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what else I, I had? Huh. That got me in super trouble in school? So in Home Alone 2, he had the talk boy, which was that thing that he like talked into and recorded stuff with and then like played it back for all of his little pranks. Well, they made a talk boy pen that had like different sound effects and then you could record stuff into it and then play it back. And then it was also a pen. So I got one for like Christmas or something one year and took mm-hmm. it to school because duh, it like made fart noises and crap. So like I was able to like, you know, my friends thought it was cool. And I got in trouble with it in class. My teacher was like, oh, you got to put it away. You know, like if I hear it again, I'm going to take it. Like it's fun, but you can't use it in class. And I didn't turn it off. And I put it in the front pouch of my starter jacket for all you 90s, for all you like kids born after the 90s. You probably don't even know what a starter jacket is. But I put it in the front pouch of my starter jacket. And when I leaned over to like write on my desk, I mashed a button and it went off, and my teacher took it, and I lost it for the rest of the year. Did you ever get it back? Yeah, at the end of the school year. Batteries were all she... corroded in it. Oh, no. It was like right after Christmas. It was like six months or something. So oh, like, that's awful. Yeah. I think I, I, I had a remember, pen I remember getting it back, and it. the batteries were like dead, and they were like stuck together. Like cheap batteries from the store. Probably had been in the pen for like a year already. Oh, man. That stinks. I think yeah, I had a pen fun, that talked. Mm-hmm. I just, I seem to recall buying just so many books. I have always been a book buyer more than a book reader. Like, yeah, me too. I have more books than I've read, and it's a chronic issue. But I did read a book. Uh, I finished just one? it. What? Just one? Just one book? Yeah. I read a book on my drive home from um, seeing South Carolina, actually. I, I, I listened to a book. That's I listened, right. Yeah. I listened to... <laughs> I listened to a Ted Bundy book. Uh, I didn't know I was interested in serial killers or their history, but I historically have not done well reading books because I get bored and I can't finish them, and that's, like, kind of a problem for me. But for whatever reason, I was completely enamored with this history of this completely psychotic person and listened to all 16 hours of it. <laughs> yeah, was it good? It was fantastic. It was written by these two journalists who listened to Ted Bundy for over 150 hours in, like, 1980 and 1981, 
and got him to, even though he didn't confess until like the days prior to his death, he would speculate about the crimes that were committed and like speak in the third person about his crimes. And it's just very eerie and bizarre. And it was like a lot of direct quotes from things he said and like what was said in court and stuff. And I've never been more interested in nonfiction as I was reading that book. It was really interesting. So I don't know why that came up. But anyways, I did read a book. So if there are any other serial killers I should read about, let me, let me know. I can get a Talkboy pen on eBay for $20. You're going to order one, aren't you? Uh-huh. Does it work? Uh-huh. What refill does it take? Who cares? I don't want it to write with. I want to use it to talk <laughs> with. You do know you have the voice memo function on your phone, right? Okay. <laughs> I was thinking about the other day, like, we used to have to know how to use the library and the encyclopedia and, like, all the little, like, library cards to know where stuff was indexed in the library and the Dewey Decimal System and dial-up internet and writing entire papers for school based on the Britannica of the world. And now it's just all on our phones. Yep. You get that talk, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick one up. So anyway, all right, we're done. Yeah. Have we said so all where, we need to say. Sure. Where Where can people find you, Matthew? Find me on Instagram at heymatthew and at heymatthew.com. And you can find me on Instagram at InkyCatWrites and online at InkyCatWrites.com. Special thanks to our sponsors, OAX Coffee and Rickshaw Bagworks. Have a good week. You too. Bye, Katie. Bye, Matthew. Bye.